This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, we've been talking about this for years, right? The transition economy, the green economy. We've all heard all the different descriptors. Uh, it's been inescapable for years now. Front and center in this transition, of course, is our province and the thousands of people who have long made a living in oil and gas. Now, it's not hard to understand how and why this discussion causes some real anxiety, some soul-searching. What is my future? Is it time for me to look to something else? Is there a future in oil and gas? And our next guest says that's something that's on the minds of a lot of people, and there is a strategy that we can deploy here. So let's talk to Jim Stanford, who's an economist and the director of the Center for Future Work. Uh, Jim, thanks for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shay. Great to talk with you. Now, as I said, like it or not, and and we understand a lot of people absolutely hate it, and, and you know they have their reasons, and they, they're understandable. Um, this transitional economy that we keep hearing about, it's upon us already. We know thousands of been jo- jobs have, have already been lost in Alberta. It's here, right? Hundred uh, percent, and and your key phrase there, Shay, is like it or not. You know, we can tilt at windmills and wish this wasn't happening. I, you know, I grew up in Alberta. I was born and bred there, and I, I remember the bumper sticker. Uh, it said, "Please God, let there be another oil boom," and I promise not to piss it all away this time. Right? We kind of had that attitude. Yeah, we'll have tough times, but there'll be another oil boom. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this time uh, there isn't going to be another oil boom. It is clear that the world energy system is transferring away from fossil fuels, and ultimately uh, this is a good thing. But in Alberta, in particular, that's going to be a challenge. And uh, what we got to do is in, instead of trying to deny that it's happening, or even this idea that if we talk about it, we're somehow an enemy of Alberta. This is, I think, the the most um, unhelpful dimension of it. Uh, what we should do is think, how, how do we get ahead of this? And I, I see lots of signs of this happening in Alberta today. And like you say, um, it's not just Alberta, it's not just Canada. This is global. This is happening on a global scale, um, where country after country after country is coming in with timelines of moving away from oil and gas. But the important part there is, there's timelines. We have time on our side here, don't we? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, the goal that uh, everyone seems to be coalescing around is to get to net zero, by 2050. And uh, that means most uses of fossil fuels will have to be eliminated over the next 25 to 30 years. Uh, There may still be possibility for a few, particularly, say, in petrochemicals and and other uses that aren't related to burning fossil fuels, but most uses are going to be gone. Now, time is absolutely the best friend of transitions. You know, if you're facing this at the last minute, then you're going to have a catastrophe. But if you've got a quarter century to get ready for it, then you absolutely need to do that. And if you don't, it's your, it's your own failure. You know, the, the example of how not to do this, uh, Shay, is what happened in the cod fishery in Newfoundland uh, in the early 90s. You know, and there was warning signs and warning signs that the cod's, uh, cod stocks were uh, depleting. And then all of a sudden they said, nope, they're gone. And they had to shut down the fishery in basically a year. And it was an absolute catastrophe. We don't have that excuse here because we know this is happening. And instead of, you know, kind of painting it as a political wedge issue, let's look around and say, what else can we do? And Alberta has got an unbelievable mixture uh, of assets, 
uh, that would support the development of other industries over the next quarter century, not tomorrow, over the next quarter century, that would keep this province as a prosperous leader uh, of the whole country. And the, the chief asset, frankly, is, is the workforce. Uh, Alberta has the youngest, most educated, uh, highest participation uh, workforce uh, in the country. And people are going to come to Alberta. We're already seeing that with the, you know, some of the tech firms that are coming yep, yep. Um, to the province. So I think we can be realistic about this. It's, it's obviously frightening to many people and with good reason. But denying that it's happening isn't doing anyone any favors. Jim, I think you touched on something else that doesn't do anybody any favors. And it's important to point out there, there, there's position like I'll get texts as you and I are talking. Well, what are you going to do this winter when you can't heat your home? We're not talking about this winter. Right. And people say, you know, other people say, leave the oil in the ground. It's transitional, right? I mean, we can get into the fringe arguments and the divisive arguments of, well, we need oil and gas or we're going to freeze, we're going to die. And other people say, we can't have oil and gas or the climate's going to collapse. I mean, mm-hmm. it, but it, we're not yeah, talking about those, tomorrow, right? No, no. Both of, those, both of those views are wrong. And if we take that kind of long-term planning phase uh, p- you know, perspective on it, um, it really does become a manageable challenge. Uh, here, here's the numbers. We've done the research uh, in terms of fossil fuel employment across Canada. Uh, it's about 160,000 people work directly in any of the fossil fuel industries, oil and gas, coal, the segments of the electricity industry that still use fossil fuels, petrochemicals, etc. Um, if you're going to phase that out over a 20-year period, you're looking at uh, replacing about 8,000 jobs a year. Now, the reality is most of those 8,000 jobs are going to be covered through retirement because most oil and gas workers are going to retire over the next 20 to 25 years. And oil and gas workers, on average, are a bit older than the workforce as a whole. So that's the, that's the no-brainer, is to make sure that you're, you're phasing this out in a gradual, planned way, and that will allow most oil and gas workers to finish their careers. Uh, for those who can't, then this is where we need to come in hard and fast with lots of um, alternative forms of investment and job creation, you know, whether that's uh, construction, manufacturing, technology, tourism, healthcare. Healthcare is the, by far the fastest growing industry in Canada. In fact, there's far more people in Alberta who work in healthcare than work in oil and gas. I always think Alberta should be called, you know, uh, a healthcare driven economy <laughs> rather than an oil and gas driven economy. Um, there's good jobs there. There's, if we support people to make those adjustments, it can absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And, you know, we're in the middle of a campaign, and there's lots to talk about this, especially when they come to Alberta. You know, Jugmeet Singh comes in and says, we're going to talk about sure. providing jobs today. And, you know, and I asked him when he was here, well, those jobs you're talking about, I can see maybe a year, two years, and then then what happens sort of thing. So when we talk about these political parties coming to Alberta and saying, this is what we're going to do, what should we be looking for? Because a lot of them seem to be focused on very, very short term. If you've lost your job, we're going to give you skills training, whatever the case may be. But, but right. I mean, we need to look at a, a, a shift here, right? I, I would prefer to be uh, planning and preparing for this long before anyone loses their job. In a way, once someone has lost their job, and of course, 50,000 oil and gas workers have lost their jobs since 2014 without that sort of planning and without those sort of transition support. So again, this is hard evidence why 
you know, just trying to stick our heads in the sand isn't going to help any oil and gas workers. Right now, they're being thrown out and left to their own devices. So long before we get to that stage, we should be thinking about what are the industries that are going to fill the space as oil and gas transitions up. Some of them are no-brainers. You know, obviously, part of the transition is moving to renewable energy sources, and there's big investment and lots of jobs in that area, including in Alberta. There are also jobs uh, related to cleanup and amelioration. Think of all of the orphan wells and so on. If we had proper funding for that, um, those would be obvious uh, opportunities for oil and gas workers to then be reassigned to helping to, to clean all those up. But I think the main action is going to occur in industries that have nothing to do with energy. So, um, you know, uh, in terms of uh, Alberta's portfolio, we've got other forms of mining, not just fossil fuels. We've got lots of construction uh, happening, including uh, infrastructure and housing. Uh, we've got a booming technology sector. I love the way, for example, that Calgary is rebranding itself internationally, not as an oil and gas capital, but as a technology capital. And there's lots of companies looking at the, the skills of the workforce, the quality of life in Alberta, the cost way lower than uh, some of the other tech hot spots in the world. These are things that can support um, an industrial diversification uh, strategy that, uh, that we need. And, you know, frankly, despite the kind of hot takes that you hear from some of the politicians, I think even the Alberta government has wrapped its head around this. I think they have recognized that they need uh, a much broader vision of what Alberta's future is going to look like, rather than trying to fight this battle that we're going to produce oil and gas until we die kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... It seems like most of the players involved have recognized that at least they have to be part of that yeah. conversation. I agree. Yeah, and 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 um, I I think even you know uh, rank and file Albertans are getting with the, are getting with that program in a big way. They're probably ahead of the politicians, frankly, because they look at even if you're in the oil and gas sector, you look at uh, what you've been through. You look at that boom and bust cycle. You you worry with good reason that there isn't going to be another boom, um, and then you say okay. Um, let's think about how I can actually uh, adjust. Uh, is that going to be retraining to a new occupation? Is it going to be bridging to early retirement? Is it going to go out and start a small business? Right. Uh, am I going to relocate to somewhere else? There's a number of options, and if, if we give people notice and clear information and support, um, people can absolutely um, uh, prepare themselves uh, for a future that is, is not going to be, you know, desperate depression. It's going to be a different economy, but it will still be a very prosperous economy. Jim, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Shay. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Jim Stanford, who is an economist at the director of the Center for Future of Work. And it's fascinating to me. Every time that we have this oil and gas discussion, the text line just goes crazy. What are you going to heat your home with? What are you talking about? Oil and gas will be around for decades. Nobody's saying it won't be. And I've been very, very clear on this show countless times that oil and gas is not going anywhere in my lifetime. And I swear by that. That is my firmest belief. I, you know, I mean, if you take a look at even the government of Canada's projections, peak demand won't arrive until 2039, okay? So oil and gas is not going away tomorrow. There's no question about that. We all can agree on that. Oil and gas has a future. Now, is the window getting smaller? That's the discussion. And if you want to say no, it's not. You're fooling yourself, okay? When you have every major automaker saying their fleet is going to be entirely electric within the next 10 years, Um, that's going to cause a change. Some things will continue. Yes, we're going to have to heat our homes. Yes, developing countries don't have electrical grids to even come close to handling this, and fossil fuels will continue to be a going concern for a lot of them. 
I'm not saying oil and gas is going away. I firmly believe there is a future in oil and gas, but it's not the future that it used to be. And if you want to sit there and yell and scream about oil and gas, is, it'll be back. You're like the guy in the blockbuster refusing to admit that Netflix has now arrived. There is still a future for oil and gas, but it's changing. That's why it's called a transitional economy. So we, we would be foolish to not take a look at where Alberta fits into that, how we can take advantage of that and be part of that. While at the same time, making the best of the resources we're blessed with in this province and continuing to supply the world with ethical and, you know, environmentally responsible as much as possible oil and gas. I'm with you on that. I'm 100% on you on that. But we need to recognize what's coming up over the horizon and be prepared for it and plan for it. That's all anybody's saying. It's not a turning off the taps. It's over and done. No more oil and gas. Nobody's saying that. That's not reasonable. It's a ludicrous position to take. There is a future in oil gas, but it's changing. So let's be part of the conversation. That's all we're saying here. I mean, I understand it's threatening and it's anxiety producing and it's, and it's scary. I get it. I fully understand that. But we need to at least have our eyes open because things are changing. I mean, that's why all of the oil industry giants have come out with net zero pro, um, proposals. All the governments around the world have. Auto manufacturers have. Across the board And you can deny it if you want, but then you're left out in the cold. Be part of the conversation. That's all we're saying.